This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. We have some good stuff to talk about today. I have a picture for you to show you. Glamour Magazine, the UK version, puts what they are calling a quote-unquote pregnant man on the cover of their magazine. Just wait till you get a load of this. Wait till your eyeballs have to experience this photo. There's some interesting analysis that we're going to discuss when it comes to this um, delusion that they're indulging, and whether or not this this indulging this delusion is a kind thing to do. There was a debate online over the weekend about, uh, it started actually, because What is a Woman? The Daily Wires, the Daily Wires documentary uh, was censored by Twitter. Elon Musk reversed that, and in the process of reversing this censorship of, of this documentary, he promoted it. It got it, it's been viewed now by I think 80 million people online. But in the wake of, of this of this documentary going viral on Twitter, especially after it faced this internal Twitter censorship and a lot of uh, or a little bit of drama. I think two people on the executive level at Twitter were exited for this stealth censorship. There was a debate online about well, not really the transgender ideology, but how to behave towards people who are identifying as transgender because there are a lot of centrists who say are independents, people that maybe aren't quite as based as you or as I, who are saying, well, it's the nice thing to do. It's the kind thing to do. You know, all I'm trying to do is be a good person. So if I, if I see someone who identifies as transgender, even if they're biologically male, if they identify as female, I'm gonna call them she, her by the pronouns that they prefer. There were two people, actually, two prominent people who made this claim. One of them was Elon Musk himself. Simultaneously, while promoting what is a woman, he simultaneously said that he would call people by their preferred pronouns just for the sake of politeness. And then Lex Fridman, who is an Ivy League professor, he's also a, a fairly prominent tech bro, he has a popular podcast, he tweeted that you know he's more interested or he's less interested in whether you're a man or a woman or how you identify and more interested in if you're a good person. So I, I want to talk about that specifically because the two things, as much as these centrists want to try to separate the two things, they cannot be separated. So we're gonna look at that photo and talk about Glamour Magazine and the stunt they're pulling on their cover. And we're gonna talk about um, what it means and how important it is that we reject calling people by so-called preferred pronouns. We're also gonna talk about Jamie Foxx. Have you guys heard this story? This is a particularly nutty story. We don't know all the details actually, but there have been undercover reports that let's just say have increased the curiosity of Jamie Foxx's fans. So a couple weeks ago, actually more than a month ago at this point, Jamie Foxx had some sort of unspecified medical emergency. I think he was in the middle of filming a movie. He had a medical emergency. His family was pretty cryptic in releasing what details uh, or details surrounding that medical emergency, so we don't know, but there's been recent reports from an entertainment journalism that Jamie Foxx has suffered some pretty serious, debilitating um, medical emergency symptoms that he's in a rehab center, and that this entire medical emergency, and I'm trying to you know, couch this here, hi YouTube, hi YouTube censors, that this may have been due to uh, you know what, 
That's at least what they're saying. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to look at the facts. We're going to break this down. We're going to see if we can find out exactly what's going on here. We're also going to talk about the RNC released their rules for the first Republican primary debate that's supposed to happen in August. And let's just say, I don't know that Donald Trump is going to participate in this debate based on the rules the RNC released. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about Joe Biden's probably new CDC director. So... Wait till you see the picture of her and what kind of mask she was wearing during the pandemic. It will make you sick to your stomach. So let's get to it. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, so Glamour Magazine in the UK. And this is the picture that I promised you. We can show this on the screen. This is the cover of Glamour Magazine UK. The title of this cover is Trans Pregnant Proud. And then underneath the pregnant belly of this person is the name Logan Brown. Logan Brown identifies as a man. Logan Brown is not a man. It's unfortunate that I have to say that. I think we all know that though. At least those of us who are older than Gen Z know this. I know that one out of every five Gen Zers identifies as LGBTQIA. So maybe for the purposes of the next minute, minute and a half, Gen Z is not included in this because they have been so successfully brainwashed actually by people like Logan Brown. I have no idea what, what the birth name of Logan Brown is, but they've been, Gen Z has been so successfully brainwashed by people like Logan Brown that perhaps they don't count um, in, in, in this, this comment that I'm about to make, but the rest of us, so that would be millennial and Gen X and baby boomer and the greatest generation, we actually all, all, all know this. We're not brainwashed. We know that this person is not a man. We know that men can't be pregnant. We know how to define a woman. We, we know that there is male and there is female. We know that sex is binary. We know that gender identity is not a thing. And we understand that biology is reality. Gen Z, again, for the purposes, a lot of Gen Zers are great. I'm not trying to, to stereotype. However, one out of every five Gen Zers identifies as LGBTQIA+, because of the brainwashing that they have been subject to their entire lives from the time they were infants and toddlers in preschool through public school, all the way through high school and college. And this has been their entire existence on their phone, on social media, inundated and so, again, maybe they are confused. Maybe they have been successfully indoctrinated into believing that a man can be pregnant. But the rest of us, which right now is still the majority of people, are not Gen Z. The majority of adults are not Gen Zers. The rest of us actually know. We just, those, those people who, the people who on the left usually, that use 
preferred pronouns or the people that virtue signal and pretend that this is a pregnant man, the people that preach inclusivity, they actually know the truth. They're, they're li- they might be lying to themselves. They might be lying so much repeatedly over and over and over to themselves that they've convinced themselves that what isn't is, but they actually know. They actually know the truth. We all know the truth. So it's something that I think behooves us to remember that dealing with different demographics of people, dealing with different ages of people, uh, it, it is a little different. If you're talking to someone, if I'm talking to someone my age, I can be pretty sure that they actually know the truth. They actually know right from wrong, even if they're pretending that they don't because they're afraid of taking the side of you know us, us right-wingers. They know the truth. Gen Zers might not. But when you look at the picture of Logan Brown on Glamour Magazine, we all know that's not a man because men can't be pregnant. Only women can be pregnant. Only women can gestate. Only women can give birth. And by the way, Glamour UK, this is a little bit of a side note. Glamour UK is also the magazine that awarded Caitlyn Jenner the Woman of the Year Award. So this is a very, this is an incredibly um, woke neo-Marxist magazine. It sparks a, a thought that I want to walk you through, a thought that I had, because over the weekend, we also had simultaneously with this with this magazine cover, we had the Daily Wire announce that for Pride Month, they're going to put What is a Woman on Twitter for free, the entire documentary, which is great, super smart move. But when they did this and they started advertising that they were going to live stream this, Twitter actually censored it. They prevented it from, they prevented people from retweeting it. They put a warning on it that it was hateful, bigoted content, which of course is contradictory to what Elon Musk promised he would do about Twitter, which is, um, well, free speech. Free speech is king on Twitter is what Elon Musk said. There wouldn't be censorship based on ideological, ideological uh, viewpoints here. Um, so the Daily Wire did, did a, Jeremy Boring, the CEO of the Daily Wire, did a public thread talking about, you know, what they had faced trying to make this deal with Twitter and how um, in the midst of this deal with Twitter, this, this deal to stream what is a woman, they were told actually once, once, once the people at Twitter who saw the documentary ahead of its streaming saw it, they said, actually, we're not going to do this with you because someone in the, in the film uh, misgenders someone else, and we're not going to allow that to be promoted by Twitter. So, the long, the, the long and short of it is, Elon Musk rectified this. Two two people at Twitter, the head of trust and safety, her name is Ella Irwin, and um, another employee who I believe was the head of ad integrity. They were exited from the company. I don't know if they resigned. I don't know if Elon fired them. I don't know if it was that gray area where they were. They resigned because they had to. But someone stealthily at Twitter is still trying to censor conservative viewpoints. They're still trying to push the radical leftist ideology. Elon Musk made that right, which, by the way, I find incredibly encouraging, especially in the wake of, um, I think today actually is the first day that Linda Yaccarino, the CEO of Twitter, starts her job. She's not committed to free speech. She's part of the World Economic Forum. She's challenged Elon Musk on allowing advertisers to serve as de facto censors of what you and I say on Twitter. I think she's a terrible pick. I hope Elon realizes this and changes his mind. Um, But it's very encouraging to see Elon make something right when people who don't agree with him, who oppose his philosophy on free speech, are trying to use Twitter as a censor. It's very encouraging to see him recognize that and make it right as he did with what is a woman. But of course, this sparked the conversation about misgendering. If a person who is identifies as transgender wants to be referred to by so-called preferred pronouns, like a man who says, I'm a woman, and I want to be referred to as she, her, should we do that? Is it a polite thing to do? Is that, is that something that you're just, you know, whatever, you're just trying to be kind, that's not endorsing the transgender ideology? Is it just, is it just something to do to be kind, to be a good person? 
Elon Musk, even though he rectified the what is a woman situation that I think it's been viewed over 80 million times now, said that he would use someone's preferred pronouns in a social situation just to be polite. Lex Fridman also said the same thing. Lex Fridman is a tech bro. He's, a, he's an Ivy League. Um, let me see. He's the, oh, he's a research scientist at MIT. I thought he was a professor. He's a research scientist at MIT, and he, uh, he hosts a podcast, a popular like tech podcast as well. He said that he was less interested in whether someone was really a man or a woman and more interested in whether they're a good person. And these people are missing the point. I'm glad, by the way, that they're against the transing of children. That's a very baseline that we should assume everyone in our society, um, everyone in our society agrees on that, except the very freaky, radical leftist neo-Marxist but these people in the middle, Elon Musk is not ideologically conservative. Lex Fridman's not ideologically conservative. We should not allow that narrative to become um, what's socially acceptable because it is not kind. It is not polite. It does not make you a good person to indulge delusion. And just look at the cover of Glamour UK as an example of this. If you read um, some of the quotes from this individual in the profile that Glamour UK did, you can see what that, that, that this, this woman who's now identifying as man but is pregnant and had a baby is suffering. And instead of getting the mental health care that this person needed, the medical industry and our society, what do they preach? They preach, oh, the answer to your problems is surgical transition, is to mutilate your body, is to reject your inherent identity as a woman. This is what Glamour UK wrote in their profile of this quote unquote, transgender man. This is what, and I'm, I'm gonna call this transgender identifying individual Logan Brown because I actually don't care about what someone's name is. That's the one thing that I find, I, I've analyzed this very carefully. Like at, at what point are we indulging delusion versus what point are you actually just being polite and calling someone, calling this, this biological female who identifies as a man and identifies as a man named Logan Brown, calling this person Logan, I have no problem with. Yes, that's a traditional, a traditionally um, masculine name, but a lot of people have stupid names and I don't challenge them if they have stupid names. Like, isn't there a celebrity who has a kid named Apple? Like, I would call Apple Apple, not because I think it's a good name. Not that I think it's actually a, the name of a fruit. I don't think it's a human name, but I wouldn't not call Apple Apple because it's a name of a fruit. Similarly with people, like you can have a name and we can think of it as a, mas as a, as a name for a man, um, but it doesn't mean that I am saying you are a man by using that name, right? Aren't a lot of celebrities also naming their daughters James right now? Not because the, the children are, not because the baby girls are boys, but just because they're using a boy's name. I don't know why, I don't like it, but they're doing it. So the point of all of this is I'm going to call this so-called transgender man Logan um, because that's not indulging delusion the same way that using pronouns are. But this is what Logan Brown said about the day that um, the day that she found out she was pregnant. This is what she said, quote, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. I'd been off testosterone for a while due to some health issues. It was like my whole world just stopped. That everything, all my manlyhood that I'd worked hard for for so long just completely felt like it was erased. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, what did I say before? That accepting Gen Z, everyone else on the planet actually knows the truth. They know that men can't have babies that men can't be pregnant, only women can be pregnant. And Logan Brown accidentally admitted that she knows the exact same thing. Logan Brown then says, um, at the hospital, transferred to a different hospital, it's a much bigger hospital, I've not had the best experience. I go in to the hospital and it's full of women, obviously, because this is a rare thing. I feel like everyone's looking at me. I've been misgendered by staff and no one's actually turned around to me and said, are you okay? No one's asked what it feels like to be a trans pregnant man. This is the thing. So often these people, and I I feel legitimate compassion for anybody who suffers from gender dysphoria, including Logan Brown, even though I think that Logan Brown is actually actually, um, propagating the transgender ideology, not just living in their own home the way that they want with with the partner that they love and that they've chosen. No, no, Logan Brown is one of the reasons that Gen Z has such an enormous rate of LGBTQIA plus identifying people. Logan Brown is herself a groomer. This is what she says. I feel like with LGBTQIA+, it shouldn't be optional for them, the NHS staff at the hospital, to have that sort of training. It should be mandatory because we, pregnant men, do exist and people are going in there. Okay, okay. So you don't just want to identify how you identify. You want other people to be forced to adhere to it be forced to indulge your delusion. And delusion it is, because the one other complaint that Logan Brown had about the birth experience was that there wasn't enough mental health care. Mental health care, because Logan Brown has autism, ADHD, and has complained about the British healthcare system since Logan was a teenager not having adequate mental health care. So all of this circles back to, is it nice? Is it kind? Is it polite? Is it just a social thing to refer to transgender identifying people as their preferred pronoun? And the answer is no, it's not. It's not, it doesn't make you a good person. It, in fact, it's the opposite. It makes you the opposite of a good person if you indulge a delusion that leads to irreversible, irreversible bodily mutilation, infertility, and higher suicide rates. You are the opposite of a good person if you are complicit in that. Goodness, being a good person means that you are, you are acting with love and charity towards another person, presumably towards another person, and love does not perpetuate a self-destructive ideology. Love does the opposite. In fact, what these people, and I, I'm sorry to sound harsh, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but what these people in the middle of, of American politics, the, the Elon Musk or the Lex Fridman, these sort of independent, not necessarily social conservatives who are leaning towards the right because the radical left has gotten so Marxist, what these people are doing is they're actually acting with cowardice. It's cowardly not to stand up to reality because, and the reason they're doing this is because it's more comfortable. 
That's what they actually mean. It's more comfortable. You don't want to have, they don't want to have to challenge this ideology in small social situations. They don't want to have to bring politics into everything. It's more comfortable to just let it go. It's more comfortable not to create conflict. It's more comfortable not to, not to have to address something that the other person is not going to like. But comfort is not the same as being a good person. Comfort is not the same as acting with goodness and kindness and charity, not at all. We should never refer to transgender identifying individuals by their so-called prefer pronouns. And lest you forget why, just Google this Glamour UK cover, Glamour Magazine UK cover, and look at this picture and you will fully understand why. Okay, let's talk about Jamie Foxx for a second. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. This is a pretty crazy story. The information is I would say spotty at best. We don't have confirmation of what exactly happened in this story or what is happening. It's not something that is, that's past tense here. Jamie Foxx, let me bring up this, let me bring up this article too. Jamie Foxx, a couple of months ago, was filming a movie. And after suffering a medical complication, let me see the date here, it was on Thursday, April 11th, Fox was admitted to the hospital. A medical complication. That's what, that's what the, his PR people and his family, that was the statement, a medical complication. So you can look at this in two ways. You can look at it and try to parse the language. Well, a complication, a medical complication would, if, if the words are being taken literally, it would insinuate that it was the result of something, right? A medical complication is not like, oh, I got sick. A medical complication is something happened and there was a complication because of what happened. So maybe that's reading into it too much. I don't know. I don't know how professional his family is at PR. I don't know if they were giving a clue with their language or if they were actually just trying to disguise what had happened and say a medical complication because they didn't use a precise word. I'm not sure. But on April 11th, Jamie Foxx entered the hospital and for all we know, he's either still there or he's in a rehabilitation facility, a rehabilitation facility that specializes in the rehabilitation of what? Well, this is the part that we're probably going to have to censor on YouTube because I'd like to stay on YouTube and YouTube doesn't let us talk about this. So uh, if we have to bleep it out right here, you can find the whole uncensored uh, version of this segment on uh, rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Again, I'm not doing this to try to put it behind the paywall. It's totally free on Rumble. I'm doing this just because YouTube, YouTube censors are, well, well, if I actually said what I thought of YouTube censors, we'd have to, we'd have to bleep that out for a different reason too. Um, but we're not allowed to say this out loud on YouTube. And I think you can understand why, what we're going to talk about here. So go to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. The scuttlebutt is that Jamie Foxx was vaccine injured that he got the COVID vaccine and that he perhaps suffered an adverse side effect of the COVID vaccine, a severe one. In fact, there's been reports from entertainment journalists and entertainment journalists in Hollywood that Jamie Foxx suffered a stroke and that he's blind and paralyzed as a result of being coerced to take the COVID-19 vaccine. And I pray to God that that's not true. I hope for his sake that that is not true. Even though a prominent case like this or like what happened to Damar Hamlin, remember? Even though that brings visibility to what you and I know is true about the COVID-19 vaccine, that it's not only ineffective and unnecessary for most people, but that it is dangerous for people, even though it brings more attention to that, I would never in a million trillion years wish this on anybody. So I hope this isn't true. But what we've been told is that Jamie Foxx last year, 
He was always a COVID vaccine skeptic. He actually told Dr. Peter McCullough, who's one of the most prominent cardiologists in our nation, who has spoken out um, at great risk to his reputation. We've had him on the show. You probably remember that. Um, he's spoken out against the COVID vaccine, saying that it's dangerous technology and that people should not take it. Jamie Foxx told Dr. Peter McCullough last year that he had tremendous misgivings about the COVID vax, that he had not gotten it. He did not want to give it, get it. And Peter McCullough actually, while Jamie Foxx didn't ask him for medical advice, Peter McCullough encouraged him not to get it, not to get the vaccine. So fast forward to this year, and I'm going to read this article from OK Magazine. It says, horrific health details have been revealed regarding Jamie Foxx's mysterious medical state. The star is said to be partially paralyzed and blind in addition to a series of other complications after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, Hollywood journalist AJ Benza claimed after speaking to a source close to Fox. So according to OK Magazine, Jamie Foxx is said to be, quote, partially paralyzed and blind. In addition to a series of other complications after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, Hollywood journalist AJ Benza claimed after speaking to a source close to Fox. Who is this source? Well, Jamie, this is, um, this is according to Benza, Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He did not want the shot, but the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it, confessed the podcaster, who formerly worked as a columnist for the New York Daily News and as host of the E-series, Mysteries and Scandals. This all came during an appearance on Dr. Drew Pinsky's online show, Ask Dr. Drew. Benza alleged the blood clot in the brain caused him at that point to be partially paralyzed and blind. Um, and his source, AJ Benza, this entertainment journalist, says his source was an insider, quote unquote, someone in the room with firsthand knowledge of Fox's hospitalization. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. Someone in the room. So is that a family member? Is that a medical provider? Is this, is this true? If this is, if this is true, this is a really big deal really big deal. Now, his family claims that he has been communicating with them, but again, you can look at you can look at that in a very literal sense like okay, the primary way that we communicate is verbally, he must be talking, but if you're looking at it in the not quite so honest way, communication could mean anything. It could mean blinking, it could mean squeezing a hand, it could mean writing, it could mean grunting. It doesn't have to mean speaking. It doesn't have to mean that you didn't have a stroke. So, I don't know what happened here. 
But this is very strange that someone as famous as Jamie Foxx, and again, celebrities don't owe us every detail about their personal life, and I'm not suggesting that he owes us every detail about his medical conditions, but the fact that it hit the news, the fact that he's a celebrity and it was reported that he was hospitalized, it's very strange that he is that he and his family are hiding what this was and that he has not appeared again since he was hospitalized on April 11th. It makes you wonder, based on the lack of mainstream media coverage about this, you go to the corporate media, they're not interested in this at all, at all. And think about how they've hounded Britney Spears, for example, with all of her health problems. The, the, the corporate media, especially in the entertainment world, delights in misfortune and tragedy if it happens to celebrities where they can get clicks over it. But Jamie Foxx, nothing. They don't care. They won't touch it. Not a word. Not a word. Jamie, maybe because Jamie Foxx was a skeptic of the COVID vax. Maybe he was coerced into it. Maybe not. Maybe this, maybe this is all baloney. This is one source who said he, or one entertainment journalist, not exactly an undercover reporter, right? Who said he had a, a source in the room. Maybe he's just trying to get clicked. I don't know. But I got to tell you, when I saw headlines about this, it's the first thing that I wondered. The first thing that I wondered in an otherwise healthy male of this age, why would you have a blood clot? Why would you have a stroke? Why would you be paralyzed? If, if those things, if he is in fact suffering those things, the most likely explanation is that it was a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. In the meantime, the RNC has announced the conditions for candidates to participate in the first presidential debate. Yes, indeed, campaign season is upon us. It's not just people announcing the debates. In a couple short months, two months actually, we're gonna have the first Republican primary debate. I don't know about you, but I personally can't wait for this. I think back fondly to 2015 and 2016. Have we ever had better political television than those Republican primary debates? I would posit that we have not. I cannot think of one single thing since then that was more entertaining than Trump on stage with that whole host of Republican candidates and one after the other, he stomped and he squashed. Maybe we're gonna see a replay of that. Maybe that will happen again, maybe it won't. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump refuses to participate in these primary debates because let me read some of the rules, the criteria um, that each candidate must, must supply in order to qualify for this debate. So first is just candidate status. This stuff is the obvious. You have to be eligible to run for president. So you have to be a natural born US citizen, a resident for you know 15 years, 35 years. You have to have declared your presidency. You have to have an active FEC Form 2 and Form 1. This is the boring stuff, the obvious stuff. The only thing that this is trying to uh, protect against is random people saying that they are a candidate for president when they aren't actually planning on campaigning. So that stuff's not interesting. So moving on to polling, this is where this is where I think that Trump's uh, first, first issue will be, or the, the first issue that he will express. So... Candidates must poll at least 1% in three national polls or 1% in two national polls and 1% in one early, early state poll from two separate carve-out states, such as Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, recognized by the RNC. So the reason that I think that Trump will cry foul on this is because polling at 1% is not that difficult to do. Polling at 1%, a lot of people are gonna qualify at 1%. A lot of people who realistically 
are never going to be president. Like they're not real contenders. They're the people that I don't know. I don't know how you guys talk about this with your friends and family and coworkers, but my team and I behind the scenes, one of the ways that we talk about these candidates is as soon as one, as soon as one, we're, the latest one we're talking about, by the way, is Chris Christie, because you know he's supposed to announce. Is we we say, okay, is this person so delusional that they think they can win, or is this person about to go on a book tour? Is this person trying to buddy up to another candidate to get a an administration position, or are they looking to economically profit from this? There's kind of like. Uh, a smorgasbord of reasons that people who are obviously never going to be president um, suffer from these delusions. For example, Chris Christie, is he trying to is he trying to suck up to somebody who he thinks is going to be president? Because remember how badly he wanted to be um, Trump's attorney general and Trump was just like, no, dude, you're not going to be attorney general. Or, or um, Vivek, for example, he's not going to be president, but like he's selling a book and he has a, he has a, he has a, uh, an anti-ESG fund that he wants you to join? Like, or is, is that the real motivation behind here? Um, so polling 1%, the point of this is this is not going to be a stage of just real contenders for the presidential nomination. It's going to be a, a, a stage of everyone. All the losers are going to be on that stage. If I'm Trump, I don't like that. I don't want to share the stage and help promote, basically platforming. These people are clout chasing. I don't want to get on stage and do that. So I don't know, maybe Trump will love it. Maybe it'll be his time to shine. But if he doesn't want to participate in the debate, that's going to be one of the reasons why. Um, fundraising is one of the next criteria. You have to have a minimum of 40,000 unique donors to your principal presidential campaign committee. And you have to present the evidence to the RNC no later than 48 hours prior to the first scheduled debate. I don't think there's really any problem with that. Again, they do kind of want to make sure that we don't have like a Marianne Williamson of the Republican Party up on that stage. So I don't think that's a problem. Here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is the candidate pledge. This is what it says. Uh, have signed pledge agreeing not to participate in any non-RNC sanctioned debate for the remainder of the election cycle. Have signed pledge agreeing to support the eventual party nominee. Have signed the RNC data sharing agreement and present these signed pledges and agreements to the RNC no later than 48 hours prior, yada, yada, yada. I don't think that Trump's gonna like either of those three things. He's gonna want the freedom to participate in any debate that he so chooses, especially if the RNC turns out to be unfriendly to him. We don't know which side the RNC will take. But this pledge agreeing to support the eventual party nominee, I don't think that any of the candidates on that stage are going to like that. I understand what the RNC is doing. I don't think that we, and we talked about this last week, I don't think Republicans, especially in this Trump-DeSantis war that's kind of going on on Twitter right now, I don't think that we should become so tribalist in our support of one of these candidates that if the other candidate, still within our party, gets the nomination, that we refuse to vote for that candidate in, in the general election. Like, the people that right now are Team DeSantis, they should be delighted to vote for Trump in the general election. The people that are Team Trump, they should be delighted to vote for Team DeSantis in the general election, depending on, obviously, the outcome of the primary. Right now, in our current environment, I don't see that being the case. I worry, actually, that Republicans are giving away an election that we could win if we do it correctly because of this tribalistic warring that's happening right now. Regardless, Trump is not going to want to sign a pledge saying that he'll support DeSantis if DeSantis turns out to be the nominee because Trump's not going to like that at all. Maybe he'll say something about it. Maybe he won't about this stipulation or this criteria to be part of the debate. The other thing is there's no enforcement mechanism on this, right? 
So maybe Trump does sign it. Maybe he shrugs and says, sure, I'll sign it. And then DeSantis becomes the nominee and he trashes DeSantis because what's Ronna Romney McDaniel's enforcement power here? Probably next to nothing. If I'm the candidates, I don't like the RNC data sharing agreement because the RNC doesn't know what to do with data. And I wouldn't want to share any kind of proprietary information with someone like Ronna Romney McDaniel. So um, all of this is to say the, the Republican, the first Republican Primary debate is right around the corner. It's August 23rd. And they also have a slot on August 24th if they have to have that, that like consolation stage, the B-level stage, if they have so many candidates qualify, um, which I think, by the way, is their reason for having that low threshold for polling is they want a lot of candidates to qualify because it will help with their fundraising if they have a, a debate on two nights and not just one night. But whether the candidates will agree to these criteria will remain to be seen. But something tells me there's going to be a little rattling, just a little bit of rattling before they agree. Um, YouTube. YouTube, in this part, we don't have to censor on YouTube, actually. YouTube has changed their terms of service. This is one of the biggest surprises that I had last week. I was sitting with my team in the office, and I saw this online, and I, was, I literally just burst out. I was like, what the heck? YouTube changed their terms of service, and now they allow what they call election denialism. So think about how annoying this has been for us over the last, well, almost three years now. Think about how annoying it has been that we have had to be so liberal in self-censoring, bleeping out, silencing, every time we talked about the 2020 presidential election and what happened during the 2020 presidential election. Not a peep we have been allowed to have on YouTube because if you even suggest that there was fraud or hanky-panky or electioneering, you were censored by YouTube. You either got your video pulled down or you got a strike or you got banned or you got demonetized. All things which have happened to us on this show in the last two and a half years. Because we were told that this is, that this is a conspiracy theory that endangers our democracy. And suddenly YouTube just reverses this. Now you're allowed to say whatever you want on YouTube about the 2020 election. This is a report from Axios. Let me bring this up. In a reversal of its election integrity policy, YouTube will leave up content that says fraud, errors, or glitches occurred in the 2020 presidential election and other U.S. elections the company confirmed to Axios on Friday. YouTube established the policy in December of 2020 after enough states had certified the 2020 election results. Now, the company said in a statement, leaving the policy in place may have the effect of curtailing political speech without meaningfully reducing the risk of violence or other real-world harm. Two years, tens of thousands of video removals in one election cycle later, we recognized it was time to reevaluate the effects of this policy in today's changed landscape, YouTube said in a statement. With that in mind, and with 2024 campaigns well underway, we will stop removing content that ad advances false claims that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches occurred in the 2020 and other past U.S. presidential elections. YouTube, or Axios asked YouTube, Ask how YouTube was specifically able to make that determination. And a spokesperson said, YouTube said it carefully deliberated this change, but didn't provide further examples of what factors it considered when weighing this decision. I'll tell you what factors were weighed in making this decision. The two factors that were weighed are, number one, if Joe Biden loses in 2024, the Democrats want to pull a Stacey Abrams. The Democrats, if Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat nominee is in 2024 loses to a Republican, the Democrats want to look us at the eye, in the eye and say, you cheated. That was fraud. That was voter suppression. Voter suppression, that's the phrase to listen for. That's the phrase to watch for. That's the phrase the Democrats are going to use. Voter suppression contributed. Last election, not, not last election, two elections ago, 2016, 
It was Russia collusion. Russian collusion. The Russians meddled in our election. We heard this for years. It was the same. It, it was election denialism. Hillary Clinton blamed the Russians and Google, I think, for why she lost the election. Not because she's terrible, not because she's corrupt, not because she didn't go to middle America and actually campaign. The Russians and Google were the reason why she lost. The Democrats want to use that playbook again. Anytime they lose, they're gonna claim foreign interference. They're gonna claim wrongdoing. They're gonna be the victims. They're gonna be marginalized. We're gonna be the cheaters, according to them. And they can't do that if YouTube has a policy against election denialism. That's the first thing. The second thing is President Trump is a candidate for president in 2024. Obviously, he's in the primary. He's right now the front runner of the Republican primary. I don't know what will happen in the next year. I don't know who will be the Republican nominee. But every time Trump is on the campaign trail from now until whatever time he, he either wins the nomination or ends his campaign, he is going to be talking about election integrity. He's going to be talking about election fraud. He's going to be talking about 2020. And so YouTube faces a problem. Either they don't allow anything related to Trump's campaign, including possibly clips from the primary debate and massive Trump rallies. They don't allow any of that to touch YouTube. And therefore, people go elsewhere to somewhere like, I don't know, Rumble to watch that content, or they have to allow it. So or is it a political strategy? Are they gearing up to claim election fraud when Republicans win in 2024? Or are they worried about all of Trump and Trump's content and people that want to see Trump's content, which aren't just mega Republicans who want to view it, everyone wants to see it, going to an alternative platform? That, of course, is why YouTube won't discuss the factors that, that were part of this decision to undo these terms of service that, that banned this, because what are they going to tell you? that they told you were a danger and now they've just changed their mind. We weren't allowed to talk about this and now we just are. I can't even be I can't even be happy about this because it's so absurd that they banned this stuff in the first place. Okay, reportedly Biden's uh new pick for head of the CDC is a woman by the name of Dr. Mandy Cohen and before you know anything about her I think you should see a picture of her. This is a picture of Dr. Mandy Cohen from 2020. You can see this on the screen here. Yes. Unfortunately, you won't be able to recognize her or understand what she really looks like because she has a giant face diaper covering the entire bottom half of her face. And oh, what is that on her face mask? That is a photograph of Dr. Anthony Fauci on the mask, on the face of Mandy Cohen, who is going to lead the CDC. What an incredible loser. What an absolute weirdo. This woman is now going to be in charge of the CDC. Well, doesn't that give you a lot of confidence in this, in this apparatus, this public health apparatus? This woman is a total freak. She was the former health secretary of North Carolina, and she made decisions about locking down the economy, locking down different aspects of the economy based on what? It's, I mean, it sounds like, you can hear her own words, it sounds like she made it based on like teenage girl-style phone calls with her friends. Take a listen to this. Probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. 
she worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but you know, when she was like, are you, are you gonna let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, so, um, so uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or, or I'd be like, so when are you gonna think about lightening up a mess? They were like, so you're like, next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. <laughs> Oh my God, girl, me too. Let's lock them down Monday together. We'll be besties forever. Maybe we can wear twinsy masks with Fauci on them. This woman is going to be in charge of the CDC. This woman is who Biden is picking to be in charge of medical decisions that relate to your family, your health, and your children. This woman. This should actually cross party lines. This should not be a matter of, oh, Biden's a Democrat, so as Democrats, Democrats support him. This should be a matter of every single parent whose child was masked, every single business owner whose business was locked down, every single person who experienced the devastating loss to our liberty and freedom and economic devastation wrought by these people should be so angry, should be so infuriated, should never even consider casting a vote for a Democrat president who's promoting this person. Like, what's she gonna base her decision on now? Oh my God, girl, let's add another 25 vaccines to the childhood schedule. What do you think, on Tuesday? Okay, let's wear pink. I have never been more disgusted with a, with a Biden nominee than I am with her. Guys, drop me your email address if you haven't already for my email newsletter. It just launched. It's going great. I am so excited. I, I literally watch sometimes on our backend servers how many people are signing up because you guys are just pouring in your email addresses because I'm sending you uh, script research. I'm sending you articles when they first fly off the press. I'm sending you all kinds of information that the corporate press doesn't want you to know that you need to know. So join me at lizwheeler.com. Drop me your email address, lizwheeler.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.